Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. You can attend Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. You can attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will be in place. We live stream our 9 a.m. service. You can find that at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. If you do attend the 9 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation. This week, we're back in our series, Jesus Changes Everything, for the second week in Matthew 5, 38, this time through verse 48. Today, let's begin Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Looking forward to having Pastor Jeremy Zaitchek with us. We're going to talk in just a minute about school reopening, well, on-site, on-campus education reopening. So we'll get to that. We're excited about this Sunday, and we always want to invite people to come and join us at Harvest Baptist Church. This Sunday, we are continuing a second part of a, a series that we've been in for a while, and Jesus Changes Everything. But in these verses at the end of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, gives us some challenging statements, like if someone slaps you on the cheek, the right cheek, turn the other cheek. We've probably heard that statement somewhere along the line. If someone takes away your shirt, give him your coat as well. <laughs> Anybody that asks of you, you should be willing to give to them. I mean, these, these very provocative, challenging questions about uh, sacrifice and willingness to give up our rights. And so we spent last week trying to just very clearly and practically work through, so, so what's the background of each of these statements? What did they mean? And how does it apply today uh, to our world, to the relationships that we have? We're going to continue on this next week with summarizing a little bit of that and then asking what I think is the big question, which comes up in the, in the last verses, 44, 45, 46, Why? I mean, why would anybody respond to, you know, an antagonist like that? Why would you turn the other cheek? I mean, shouldn't we protect ourselves? So I think the big question for Christians is why. And Jesus gives a pretty interesting and pretty clear answer to that. So we'd invite you to come and join us. We're just studying God's Word. I mean, when we come together, we're going to sing and we're going to fellowship together, but then the the majority of our focus is going to be what's God's Word say and we'll look forward to looking and diving into Matthew chapter 5 again this week. Well, I do want to welcome Pastor Jeremy Zaitchek. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for being with us today. Half a day. Thanks for having me. You bet. We are coming on and looking at next week, starting kids back on campus after man, eight, uh, nine months, ten months. What is it? I stopped counting because it became depressing, but it's been quite some time. March was the last day of face-to-face -face education that we had. All right, well, we're going to talk about that, Harvest Christian Academy. Maybe let me back up for uh, someone that may not be familiar with you and your story and your family. Jeremy, um, can you tell us your background? How did you become, you know, the administrator at Harvest Christian Academy? Thank you. That's a great question. There's, more, there's moments when I uh, come out of my house, drive along the coast uh, to come to Harvest, and I wonder how in the world I got here. Yeah. 
It's really surreal and really a testament of God's grace and just, you know, being willing to be used by God as he, you know, plays burdens uh, on our, on my heart, our family's heart, um, and as he called me into a specific ministry too. So grew up in a Christian home, went to a, a Christian school, K through 12th grade, and then went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College. And I felt God leading me into a business, a career of business. And so studied business administration from there, launched kind of into a corporate career. And along with that, served uh, in my local church, part of a church really in Minnesota for about 16 years uh, from when I got married to my wife, Gina served there in many different capacities. And then God began to work in my heart. He created a bit of a dissatisfaction with what I was doing. And I think if you'd asked my wife, Gina, she would say it was like a midlife crisis at the age of 30. It's like, what is going on? Why don't you like doing your job anymore? And really, it was just a, a burden that God placed in my heart. And I didn't, I couldn't really explain it or um, I didn't know what. But along with that came an opportunity where my wife and I were actually, we have six kids, so we have a, a household but we were exploring and, and trying to look at how God was asking us to do more for him beyond just what we were doing in the local church. And, um, you know, adoption or fostering came up as one of those things that, hey, maybe maybe God has placed this burden in our hearts. We were doing that. We were going through classes in our local county, and they were training us to get ready for that that moment. And then, you know, meeting with the pastor throughout that time, he, uh, um, he would ask me how things are going. I said, we're getting pretty close. And then one, I, I don't remember if, what day of the week it was, but one morning over breakfast, he said, would you ever consider quitting your job and becoming a school administrator? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that changed our world for <laughs> sure. And my response was, yeah, no, I've not really thought of that. <laughs> it wasn't really an aspiration that I had, you know, to be quite honest with you. But God used that desire in my heart, coupled it along with that question that came at the right time, prompted by God. And so we responded to that call, and I became a school administrator from the business world. Huh. Let me back up just a minute to that, you know, that corporate background, corporate experience. Your education is business, right? That's uh, bachelor's in business and the master's in leadership, correct. Okay. And then a couple different kind of a career path in, in kind of county work. What was, or a couple different things, right? Yeah. Strange experience really from finance, being registered representative and giving people investment advice. Yeah. Just, I mean, this would be a whole nother story, but yeah, ended up at a county. It wasn't an aspiration to work for a county, Hennepin County, Minnesota, houses Minneapolis and St. Paul, a large employer, but ended, ended up there and, and uh, climbed up through the ranks of just kind of a regular, you know, worker to um, probably upper, upper middle management. And so God just blessed, you know, my, my efforts. And as I tried to, to be a good witness and uh, have good work ethic, the world notices that and then they give you responsibility. So it was amazing to see how God worked um, and gave me additional responsibility. But yeah, completely strange story. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? As, you, as you're able to track back on that area, because, you know, I think a lot of people listening would be interested. They might track even some of that. Um, you just mentioned sort of just a good work ethic and integrity was mm -hmm. connected in some of the, you know, corporate advancement, right? Yeah, if you have any experience with working with people, if you look at the principles and the, the precepts that are given in the Bible, it's kind of like the ideal worker, you mm -hmm. know, faithful, hardworking, loyal, honest, all those sorts of things. Yeah, when you live out just through naturally the, the spirit producing those works in your life, I think it's hard for the world to ignore those things. Mm. Yeah, so they look and just naturally allowed for some some advancement. 
you know, you also talked about at the same time, you know, kind of, I guess, what I calling the climbing the corporate <laughs> ladder, whatever that is, and, mm-hmm. and finding some success there. You said you're involved in your church. And tell me a little bit about that balance. And, you know, and eventually we're going to talk about the idea that God called you out of that to, mm-hmm. you know, to ministry. But, but yeah. prior to that spot, I mean, how, how did you navigate that? You know, working hard, trying to get ahead. You've mm-hmm. got a family, mm-hmm. church. I mean, it's hard putting all those pieces together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. But it's, it's um, serving in the local church is not just, I would say, a, just a job. It's, a, it's an opportunity to refuel and recharge. Mm. If you think about investing in other people's lives, it's really, man, it just gives you energy. So yeah, there are times when the schedule is really difficult. You know, you get home <laughs> from work, uh, commuting, and at six o'clock, you grab something quick to eat, you turn around, you jump in the car and head to church. So, so schedule is certainly a challenge when you're balancing a career. And then, you know, kids on top of that, right? But it really, uh, serving a local church really breathes life back into you as you get to help other people. Hmm. And it's a cool picture of just living life on mission, right? I mean, I, I mean, I would say this, and I know that you'd agree, God, God gave you a different calling, Jeremy, but prior to that, that was God's call on your life yeah. um, to, to serve him in Hennepin County or wherever that location yeah. would be and in, you know, and in the church. And these things that you were doing, those were honored by God and yeah. used by God. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, you know, looking back, there's times I'd wish I'd pay more attention to things too. Like I, I served on the school board as a deacon uh, in the local church, the, 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 the school that I eventually became the administrator to. And it's just, it's kind of strange how those things kind of come back together and being able to serve in one capacity and then becoming in and leading it, you know, just a few years later. I'm sure there's a lot of answers to this, but anything that you could pinpoint in that corporate experience as like the biggest thing that you learned that really helped you as you transitioned to ministry and particularly to school administration, anything in particular that was like God was you know, teaching you that was going to be important later on? For me, one of the one of the things that I, I dislike the most at my uh, job at Hennepin County was working with the board of commissioners. <laughs> they were elected uh, by the people. Hennepin County has several million people, so we're talking about people that like you know they matter to somebody. Right, you know they're yeah. getting voted in. And, you know, they're just a little bit intimidating, too. I mean, <laughs> they work on the 24th floor. <laughs> I work on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's just one of those things. And, and then it's televised. You get in front of these people, and, you know, any intelligent thought that you had before getting up there is completely gone. You're trying to muddle through it. <laughs> but I think, you know, looking back, it's really valuable experience because – it was just learning how to communicate with different types of stakeholders. Um, if you think about schools and the level of communication that's needed within schools, it's not just students. It's, it's parents, it's stakeholders, it's grandparents, uh, it's a board. And so just having that experience and God bringing me through those kind of uncomfortable moments and developing an ability within me to relate to people, to communicate important things, to help move organizations forward through you know, through maybe a conviction that I was given in a certain area. Um, those are just very valuable that I was able to easily translate and, and actually have, have really benefited me in ministry as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And we have noticed and, you know, at Harvest, we've been the benefit, the beneficiaries of the work that God did and the training that God did in your life. And it's, we're seeing that bear fruit in the relationships here. Let's transition a little bit, Jeremy, and talk about Harvest Christian Academy. So you've been here now for 
two years, well, a year. Coming up two years, yeah. Coming up on two years. As challenging a time, I mm. know, as anybody could imagine, kind of getting dropped in and mm. asking to to make decisions that affect, uh, you know, a lot of people and lead and, and care for our staff as, as well as our school family. So thank you, first of all, for your service and your ministry there. And then this fall, you know, COVID responsibilities, we ended up having one day in, mm. in person and online. Right. Give us a quick, I, w- I want to ask you about, you know, what's coming up, but tell mm. us a little bit of a report of what happened this fall. Yeah, I haven't made it through my first full school year yet at Harvest Christian Academy, which um, is kind of a bummer for me. I didn't get to experience fourth quarter the way that we would normally experience it. You know, I I think around February, uh, things started to shut down. So even graduation was was this weird mix of videotaping and social distancing and handing out diplomas. Well, that Uh, feels like a long time ago. Doesn't it? it? Wow, it does. But yeah, yeah, that was last... Last spring. Yeah, so that was fourth quarter. And then there was the whole uncertainty over the summer of what school year is going to look like. And then, you know, the numbers started going down and there's hope we're going to be able to open up. And we opened for for one day, our very first day of school back in August. And um, that was a that was a great day. It was a very stressful day. And you, you, you look at all the guidance that's given, uh, the advice, the instructions um, by public health and other governing bodies, and you try to do what's best uh, for students and, you know, balancing physical health and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, we had to quickly transition from, you know, our, our plan of being on site to, again, remote distance learning. Uh, we had had an inkling in our mind that that would happen again. I think, you know, as we plan for variables, we had, we had known that, you know, there's a chance. We were, of course, hoping that we wouldn't have to. Um, but over the summer, great team of teachers and principals that really took what we provided in the fourth quarter of last year and just made it like 200% better mm. than what it was. And so really, as we, as we had to transition to um, online education at the second day of school, really, I'm really impressed and I'm very grateful for the work of just so many people that made it possible to provide right. the value that we can to our students. Is it ideal? No, of course we want to see our students face to face. And, um, you know, again, I, I lost I lost track of the days, but here we are in January. It's been two full quarters of online. And now this coming up Tuesday, we get the opportunity to come back face to face. Yeah, and I know uh, from my house with uh, some students hmm. and uh, hearing from some others, I, I think students are very excited <laughs> about mm-hmm. being back in classrooms and uh, a- again there's some adjustments right can mm-hmm. you can you just uh, let us know what kind of what it looks like what's the picture look like uh, over the next few months yeah we're we're not quite back to quote normal uh, we're still kind of on a journey back to that um, the the regulations that were given to us um, and the spacing uh, needs between students uh, really require uh, the academy to move to an a b schedule what that means is that half the kids will be half, half the kids will be on campus at any given time, um, and they kind of rotate through. One of the challenges uh, with an A/B schedule is sometimes, you know, if you're only if you're only face to face half the time, that can cut your progress uh, in half. And um, you know, one of our pillars is uh, strong academics here at Harvest, and we knew that's not an option. So, as we think about A/B schedules, it's really had to. Uh, we've had to innovate yet again uh, through this pandemic. And so teachers will be having half the kids face-to-face and the other half will be synchronously learning as they live stream their teaching uh, from their classroom. 
And so, again, these teachers, uh, they've not been uh, trained in college or in a master's program on how to do this. So grateful for a team as we work through this. But it's going uh, to be unique and challenging, and uh, it's going to be exciting because it's not exactly the way we want it. But, man, half, half face-to-face on campus, that sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, it's been interesting. Of course, COVID has affected our whole world and education worldwide. It's affected our island you know, dramatically, our kids of our island, the educational institutions on our island. I have been so pleased and so impressed uh, as well on the focus that we've seen from, you know, from your leadership, Jeremy, but our principals as well, and then really the desire of our teachers. Um, It does feel like, um, not just in comparison to anybody else, I mean, comparison, I think, around the world, it feels like Harvest has done uh, a an incredible job of really keeping the focus on the educational progress Mm -hmm. of our students. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are so many places where last March, I mean, it just stopped, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, education basically just stopped and it's been in limbo ever since. I I mean, tell me why that was so important. Mm -hmm. And and it feels like it's been very effective in trying Mm -hmm. to keep students moving forward, right? Yeah, education is the foundation of society, really, if you think about it. I've been um, continuing my studies in education, and um, you look back at some of the early leaders. <laughs> um, John Calvin advocated for literacy in the community because he understood that he, he was obviously a, a strong church leader um, mm-hmm. in its time, but um, he said literate citizens make strong church members and strong community members. Um, and so it's interesting even to look back at those ties of how yeah, just education is so important to society. And so um, that's really at the forefront. We know, number one, our, you know, our parents want a value from, uh, you know, from them having their children here. And education is so important that, you know, it's one of those things where you let off the accelerator a little bit. You, you may not feel the effects until way down the road. So it's, it's just so important to keep that accelerated, you know, pace going uh, and momentum. So you don't lose, you, you know, you don't lose that down the road. Yeah, and I just can't, I just can't imagine the the advantage and the benefit that our students have had because of you know last spring um, we you know I think the academy made adjustments this fall for sure made adjustments uh, and is it exactly like it was mm-hmm. you know in person with everybody on campus I'm sure it's not but it sure feels like I know my uh, you know, my daughter is moving forward at the you know, at a pace, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty intense pace, and that foundation of education is really, you know, I think in the long yeah. term it's going to have so much benefit. Yeah, you think of all the places you could be in the world, um, you know, with uh, when COVID is going on, and I, I also have my children here at the academy, and I just I'm so grateful for the yeah. opportunity and the education that they that they received, and you know, you see other places that haven't. For whatever reason, just put as much emphasis on it, and um, I'm I'm so grateful that my children have been able to benefit from the the um, the education that HCA is putting forward. Well, it makes sense, and and I'm not. I mean, we understand this piece too. I mean, our our island, our our world. There's legitimate um, safety concerns, and and I think the natural uh, response is, you know, you just do whatever you have to do in order to maintain health, and then figure out anything mm-hmm. else, everything else later. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, I've just loved the idea that um, Harvest has, I, I think, also been very concerned about the safety and the health and protecting uh, our children, their families, and 
our, you know, our island uh, friends and neighbors and Manamco and, you know, all of that together, but didn't have to leave behind, you know, the idea that we can still continue to help our kids move forward. We want to be obviously leaders in education, but we also took COVID as an opportunity to lead. We we took regulations that were given to us and we tried to, to make them even better. We know health and safety is a concern for parents. Um, even, you know, when you think about contact tracing and, and some of the limitations that have been uh, in the news, you know, we've developed um, plans and programs with uh, with private clinics to make sure that we can stay on top of all these things. So, yeah, we, we've uh, I'm 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 very grateful for the team that has tried to lead really in every capacity uh, in these uncharted territories. Tell me about some of the stories of the last couple months. Anything that kind of mm. is is key in your mind? Good stories. Um, there's, you know, there's emails that you get uh, from parents and, and some of them are very difficult emails where, you know, I've lost my job. What am I going to do to other really, um, you know, uplifting stories of, wow, I can't believe <laughs> how great this teacher is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a unique thing with younger grades is that, you know, parents are getting another, <laughs> another round at kindergarten. Right. They get to sit They're there watching the online. Yeah, absolutely. So just to hear some of those unique opportunities uh, where, um, you know, uh, really, the parents have just said, wow, this is just really amazing. And, and really, even other community members, I've spent some time with a few senators here in Guam, and they just hear great things about some of the stuff that we're doing. And of course, we don't do it for the praise of man. It's just, it's awesome to see that um, that all of the efforts are not, uh, are not in vain, and uh, our children are progressing academically and spiritually through this time. Um, there's, you know, Harvest has been impacted just like everybody else, even in our enrollment, um, you know, lots of challenges, uh, in the enrollment, um, area. And, uh, it's been amazing really how many families have continued to stay at it and just Mm -hmm. such a faithful group. And I think they see the value of the school, but probably in, in a different way, we, there is, uh, normally a you know normal year a lot of our classes are maxed out we've mm-hmm. got a, a few spaces not not a lot we've kept a, you know a lot of our students but um if someone says man i i really would like to k- keep my kids kind of moving forward educationally mm-hmm. is there any spots at harvest what's the answer to that yeah absolutely give us a call um we're we're looking forward to um, you know, maintaining the relationships that we have and even forging new relationships with the community that have become aware of just how much we prioritize education. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if, you, um, if you're interested, please give us a call. We'd love to share more with you. Jeremy, anything that God's, you know, very specifically teaching you right now, either through this season, this COVID season, or just anything else? Hmm. What's God doing? There, uh, yeah, uh, it's to enjoy the season. I mean, I think, um, I don't know about you, but there's been times that I, I just kind of wish this season away. Like, uh, man, I just wish it'd be back to normal. Right. <laughs> but there's been some incredible opportunities too uh, with my family, uh, with different things. And so not, you know, it's easy to wish the day away, but to not wish the day away, uh, to live it for what it's worth and recognize it as an opportunity from God too. Hmm. Yeah, I've uh, felt this for a long time. I see it over and over that uh, God doesn't bring significant challenges into our lives without significant reason. He doesn't waste mm-hmm. um, these things. And there is, I've said this a lot of times too, but there is a gift wrapped up in every challenge that's brought into our lives. And yeah. if we just keep trying to push away the challenge um, without bothering to take the time and unwrap the gift and find out what God is 
doing in this. Maybe Absolutely. We've, we've missed a big piece of it. So I yep. appreciate that. Thank you again yeah. for uh, your ministry, for your care and your love for the Lord, which is evident in every way, and your care for kids and their families. Um, we pray that God would uh, really bless this semester, the students that will be on campus. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. At this point in the program, we want to personally invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We do have our live stream service at 9 a.m. as well. This week, Jesus Changes Everything. We're back in our series, this time for the second week in Matthew 5, verses 38 through, and this time, verse 48. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Harvest Time.